Hey friends, thank you so much for the last two years of support of Digging for Bones. You know, now I do have a partnership with Mr. S Leather and one of the ways that you can support the show is to head over to my website, diggingforbones.com and order any of your gear through the link to Mr. S Leather right from my website. Uh, I also have another partnership with friend Dorothy where you can get 10% off. All of the information is on my website. I'm never going to put this podcast behind a paywall. I know that's a trend that people are doing right now. I want to keep it free. So you can support by just going and doing the regular shopping you're already doing right on my website. Cheers. Hi, friends. This is Tucker Max, and welcome to episode 10 of Digging for Bones. With me today, I have Matt. Matt produces the horse market for San Francisco and here in a couple other cities. Uh, I'm glad to have you on the show. So thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. I don't think I've been on a podcast before. So, and I tried to start one at one point, but it didn't last. So thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. That's kind of how I thought this one was going to start out. And it's been going pretty well. I really am appreciative of everyone who hit subscribe and been sending me a bunch of positive feedback lately. So I did want to send a thank you out to everybody. It really does mean a lot. Um, well, we'll get started here. So tell me about you. Who are you and what do you do? Hello, my name is Matt or Matthew Black. It's my last name. Um, I just moved up to Portland from San Francisco where I lived for what, 12, 13 years, something like that. Um, but I throw the horse market party. Um, I throw it all over the U S I mean, at the moment it's, uh, San Francisco. I have one in Portland, um, Las Vegas, uh, Seattle's coming up. Um, I haven't announced it yet, but we have Seattle coming up. Um, LA I've done it in LA before and we have another one coming up. Um, Cleveland. We've done it in Chicago um, and New York. And I say we because I have a, a, I guess, kind of a partner. One of my friends is my volunteer coordinator and he helps with all my events. That's fantastic. um, Congratulations on the success of it. It's really impressive to be able to throw an event. Yeah, like that. Uh, You also have a history kind of doing some uh, adult content as well, right? Yes. Um, I, I was trying to remember that the other day of like when I started and I don't recall off the top of my head. I want to say at, at least probably like 10 years ago. So it had to be probably around, you know, yeah, 2012, something like that. But um, I was uh, at the time I was doing sex work. I was escorting. And um, I think I was like, taking the train down to um, taking the train somewhere. And someone had messaged me on one of the apps like, Hey, I'm just starting um, a like porn site. Wanting to know if you would be interested in like, doing porn. And I was like, sure. Like if, if they think that, you know, I'm the type of person that they want to like show on their screen, then sure. You know, and so I did, I've like done some scenes for them over the years, you know, here and there. And, um, yeah, it's great. I mean, I like it. I've made, I've done some for like another company that I don't think is no longer around. I don't remember what they were called, but like my friend's company is super relaxed. He's just like, 
basically when I started, um, he's like, here's my website with all the, the men's on there, make a list of who you're interested in. And then I'll like contact those people and see if they're interested in you. So then it's, you're not just thrown in with a random person and like, okay, here's your partner. And like, oh, okay, well, I don't find them attractive or whatever. And so once you meet up, like you're connected, um, you guys get together, um, wherever, like he has you guys meet and it's very relaxed. He's just like, okay, like, what are you into? What are you into? Um, great. Um, kind of set the boundaries of like what you're up for, what you're not up for. And then, um, like, oh, we need a few minutes of like foreplay, a few minutes of like oral, and then a few minutes of, you know, like penetration kind of sex and go. And he, there's no like direction of, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that. It's just, they it's want you to have like, you know, sex with someone that you normally would like. It's not staged kind of thing, I guess I should say. It's just men having fun with each other. So it was great. It's great. Um, I did that, you know, off and on for years. The last one I did was probably like five years ago or something. I don't remember. Um, and probably the same thing for like sex work. Um, so yeah, I've done it all. That's awesome. And it's cool to hear <laughs> that, especially back then. Cause that sounds like that was really progressive for a porn studio at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it wasn't like, I've never really been a big porn watcher. I've like been in places that have like put it on, you know, like in bars and things. And it is very much like kind of, uh, I guess staged in a way like, you know, Oh, it's the, it's the pizza man delivering food or, you know, that kind of stuff. And it, this just felt to me like a little, like, or I don't know if organic is the right word, but just like, yeah, just, it wasn't staged. You know, you got to basically choose who you wanted to like film with someone who's also interested in filming with you. You find each other attractive and they like put you in contact with each other and you can like chat beforehand and, you know, so yeah, it was, it wasn't, um, the other company I had worked for, um, I don't remember their name. It was very much like, Oh, this is a scene and you're going to pretend to do this. And so it was, it was, um, much different than it was back then, you know, or than they were doing it at the time. Yeah, I love that. Like, because I know, like the the OnlyFans and just for fans, like that's kind of changed to that's that's kind of the norm now. Like, it does seem it a lot more organic, and I like it. And I like plot in a porno. I love to have the context as why people are having sex, but I don't mm-hmm. need that with like OnlyFans or content creation stuff because it does. It just looks a lot more natural, and so yeah. And I very much am into the like maybe you would probably say like the aftercare kind of thing or like, okay, they're usually there's not a ton of it you see, but like, okay, they're, they're done and they're laying there. They're, you know, talking to each other. They're, they're still like cuddling a little bit, you know, and rubbing. And that's me. That's what you like, what I'm really into. So. Wow. Porn that reflects real life a little bit. I know. (laughs) I know. Right. Great. I heard, you know, my friend Pocket once was telling me that I was like, yeah, I, I do have kind of a kink for like the straight boy porn. 
And he, <laughs> he had a reply to me that ruined it for me because now I can't look at it the same. He's like, yeah, but when I look at people ha- having sex and porn, I want them to look like they're enjoying it. And a yeah. lot of that time, they don't look like they're actually enjoying themselves. And it, yeah, and, that, and a quick thing that reminded me is um, one of the studios I worked for, um, I don't remember... I think it was like my scene partner, like they just couldn't finish. It was taking forever. And so they like filled up like a condom with like fake lube and then like punctured a piece of it. So like he made all the moans and groans and then he had to like, like squeeze it really tight. It was like underneath so that it would then like simulate like he's coming, like it shoots out. And so it's like, I'm very much with you on that of like, I don't know if you'd call it amateur or whatever, but like the um, only fan stuff where it's just, you know, it's two people that most likely know each other and they're just having a good time. They're enjoying each other, you know? Yeah. That's, that's great. So um, I kind of want to go back a little bit to so sure. tell me what, what is horse market? Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. Horse market. So horse market, um, the let's I guess do a rundown of um, it's based off of a party in Europe. I think it originated in Berlin. That's where everyone like, oh, it's the Berlin party. Um, and they have it in a few different cities over there. But the premise is um, you're you choose either top or bottom. There's no switching. You choose one or the other. Um, and then all of the bottoms get a blindfold that they put on. And they never take it off. And so, um, like, basically they come in, they undress. Um, we have, like, a free clothing check for everyone. So they put their clothes in the bag, drop it off. They go out to the play space. And then once they're all out there, um, they have their blindfold. And they put their blindfold on. Or we put it on them. And then you let in all the tops. And the tops get to choose who they want to play with. They get to, you know choose whatever any any person they want if they want to play with this one person over here in a sling they can play with them and then take a break and or just go find someone else um and there's more of course more details um to like go more in depth than that which we can get to but that's just the gist of it you know it's just blindfolded bottoms they don't know who their top is and they're there to bottom maybe they woke up one day and like i want to go to this party and i want to bottom you go there, you're going to bottom. So, um, yeah, it's great. And it's it's pretty – so the word, of the word on the street, um, it's a pretty respected party for as intense of a play party as it is or some would call intense. Uh, just around town, I've, I've met some pretty respectable people who talk very highly of your party. Thanks. Um, what are some things you do, you know, especially running at multiple cities and – I would I would assume there's some risk that you're taking too in hosting a party like that. How do you make sure that everybody's safe and you get the right people? Yeah, so um, so the uh, the German party that this one's based off of, um, they they screen their people that show up. I don't do uh, any screening, um, and I've never had to. Thankfully, there's never been any problems, but. Uh, they screen their people more so of like age and weight. Uh, their website says something like, basically you can't be like overweight 
or like really old. And their party is very strict in the sense of like, you can only get a ticket at the door and they all line up. And if they don't want you in their party, they tell you no, and you have to get out of line and walk past everyone, which is tough, but I don't do that. Um, my events, I've been doing my events since 2016 or 17, maybe 2017. And, um, uh, there's really no like screening process with your screen went dark. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Start with there's oh. no screening process. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the, um, yeah. So for my event, the, the screening process, I don't have a big screening process. Um, my event is what well, is like open to all ages, uh, ages, sizes, colors, shapes, um, trans men are welcome. Um, uh, just anybody like male identifying, um, that wants to attend the event. Um, and about like safety of the event. Um, so my event at the well-oiled machine, we have around like 22 volunteers, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, we want to make sure that there's enough people there that everyone feels safe. And so uh, you have a room full of blindfolded bottoms. You know, if they need something, they put their hand in the air and we want to make sure that they're not waiting really any length of time that like we see it right away and we're like there the most someone I've seen someone you know, like wait. Cause I'm like maybe over in the corner, just kind of watching or doing stuff is like 15 seconds, 20 seconds, you know, we're pretty on top of it. And so um, a couple things that I guess I do for safety one, um, the bottoms, they can say no for a few different reasons. They can say no if a top is too big, if they have a piercing or they need a break, which is a little open-ended, you know, like maybe they just had a train ran on them or maybe they just, you know, they just need a, a second to take a breather, you know, and before each, um, before the event starts, I make sure to go to the mayors. That's what we call them, the sellings of the mayors. We go to the bottoms, the mayors, and I do a speech um, basically just give a rundown of the party, let them know, like for anybody that's, that's their first time, like if you need something, put your hand in the air, we'll come to you. Um, we have a break room that's all blocked from view. It's typically a whole nother room or we have like a, a section of the room, like, you know, sectioned off with curtains and things, um, that they're welcome to go to and sit and relax. Um, and I tell them that, um, a top is to when they want to play with you they are to touch you first to let you know you're there you know we have our volunteers around kind of keeping an eye on that and to let you know that they're there to not run up and shove it in because i'm sure some of them would love that um, but then i go over to the stallion side um while the mares are getting the blindfolds on and i do the same thing i tell them you know hey this is how the event's gonna go I've told the mayors that they can tell you no if you have, you're too big, if you have a piercing, um, if they need a break. Also be mindful that if you're hung, that they may need to be opened up first, you know, to touch them, let them know you're there so that, you know, they know to expect you. Um, and everybody's like very respectful. I've not had any problems of, no one's come up to me and said, you know, hey, 
there were a couple like really rough stallions that they just they just didn't let me know they were there nothing like that which is great um it's good for me to hear you know i'm always happy to hear that um and we usually have like at least one um like medical person on staff there's no drugs at my event um there's no drinking other than this my venue here um in portland uh serves alcohol so you could purchase but otherwise we don't serve any alcohol there's no drugs if someone shows up on something we just um which we haven't had but we tell them you know no thank you thank you for coming like um try and that's (laughs) yeah and that's safety at the event and i can continue talking uh, about like sti safety yeah please do yeah. Um, and feel free to, you know, jump in anytime. Um, I just don't want to take up all the time, but, um, so for STI safety, um, I don't require, uh, anybody to get tested beforehand mainly because say someone goes today, they get tested and tomorrow they then play with someone that test they took the day before is void because you have, you could have gotten something from this person. And so that would mean someone would have to like go get tested. Um, I do though, two weeks before each event, I send out an email to all of the guests saying, Hey, just a reminder that it's two weeks before the event. Um, to, uh, we're highly encouraging you to go get tested. This gives you like a week to go in and like to get in, get your test done and get your results. And then you get, you have another week to get treated if you need to. Um, and that's it. And, and I also tell everyone that um, if at any point up until like the day of the party, if someone calls you and says, Hey, you know, I'm showing some symptoms. We just played uh, you should go get tested or you wake up the day of, and you're like, Oh, I think I might have something. There's some symptoms. You can email me. And I'll do one of two things. Like I'll give you a full refund if you like, because I'd rather you come back another time when you're, you're fully healthy. You don't, you know, you don't have anything or the potential, or you can um, get a credit that never expires so that um, you'll have like a credit under your name. So come the next party or two parties later, no matter the city, whatever, you know, there's a over Folsom street fair, there's a party coming up. You can email me and say, hey, I would like to use my credit um, to get a, you know, to attend this event and I'll give you the code to get a free ticket. And so I just encourage people to get tested for STIs. And I just can't say you must bring in a test result because as soon as they play with someone, it's it's void, you know, so. No, that's valid. I, thank you for sharing that. I love yeah. the thoughtfulness that goes into it. Um, you know, a lot of these kink spaces and events like that, a lot of people don't even know they exist. There's mm-hmm. like, there's like such a taboo-ness around it. And it's something you only see in movies and TV, uh, and on the internet or you hear about in Germany. Um, but I just don't think a lot of people know places like this and events like this exist. And I know yours isn't the only one. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. What? would you say to someone who's like looking for an activity like this, how are ways that they can like 
find something that's safe. So outside of yours, or like, what would be some bad sites? Oh, let's see. Well, um, I guess depending, I guess probably where you live, I would one see if you have a local, any sort of like local leather bar or kind of in the area, maybe like in your greater area. And if you have one in that you can go to, go there because the people there, the workers probably know where similar type of events are. Um, that's what I would probably say is like the first option. If you have any sort of maybe like sex clubs or bathhouses, you could even try there and look at like what events they're having. But um, I would probably say like, just go to like a, a local, maybe even just a local gay bar in general. They may know if you're like new to the area. Um, you could also try and see if there's maybe a, a Facebook group that's like a, maybe like a local leather group, um, something like that. I mean, in, I know I just came from San Francisco and we have a Facebook group down there called races bar. And there's a, uh, a gentleman in the area or in San Francisco named race race Bannon. Um, very like prolific in the leather community. Um, but he started this group to like kind of connect people for like local events and to just talk about anything sex related, really, if you had like any questions, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, you might be able to look at, um, go to like, there's recon.com. That's like a similar to, they have an app. So it's similar to me, like a grinder or scruff but it's more kink related so it's not i mean it, it is kink related but they have a section that i think is for like sex events uh, or just maybe it's just events in general i don't know but you could probably find stuff on there um that's it i don't know there's no sadly there's no overarching site that's just like Oh, here are the sex parties. Type in your city name, and here are the sex parties. You know, yeah. Um, and you, you know, if you have, if anybody has Scruff, just go on to Scruff, search a specific city name or like your city name, or if you're going to travel somewhere, and look at the people and find someone who maybe has like leather, or they give off, you know, their maybe their profile is like, oh, they love attending similar type events, you know, and you just be like, Hey, I'm coming into town. Do you know of anything? You know, that's a good way to connect with people for one. And you can learn about new events. I love that. And your event, like, I don't want to rate it, but like, it's pretty up there in like the extreme. So this is more than just group sex. And you, you mentioned it is. it's yeah, it is. It's pretty, it could be tough for people. It's even, so for me, even though I throw this event, it's not a hundred percent my cup of tea. I love throwing the event for the people that do love it. And so it's a little bit of like a sensory deprivation because you don't have your eyesight and um, it can be tough on people, which it's, which I've had this experience of, I went to the German party. Um, and so having this blindfold on, it can be tough on some people's um, uh, what's the, how I'm trying to think of it. Like they're, their mental, I don't want to say their mental state, but I mean, um, you might be able to help me with that, of 
It's just their headspace. Yeah. Yeah. This, my blindfold is on, and the person next to me is like, you know, getting fucked. And I'm just like, why aren't they choosing me? Why aren't they choosing me? Like, am I not good enough? And, you know, and you're with the blindfold on, you're like, five minutes feels like 30. You know, you have no sense of time. And so it can be intense for some people. And, you know, I tell people that this party is not a party that you can expect to like get hundreds of cocks or, you know, you go there, you go there for the experience of like, you know, I'm blindfolded. So it is intense because, you know, you have, you're missing one of your senses. Um, And to kind of help with that, I tell people like if it's their first time, you know, that you can come and volunteer, you know, volunteers, they get like a free t-shirt that, that you can only get by volunteering. It's a special color t-shirt. They get like a free ticket to a future party. They get to take breaks and play and you get like a feel for the party. So you get to see how it is and you see how well everyone's treated and how structured it is and how comfortable it is. And um, so it is an intense event, but I think it's from people on the outside looking in, like once you go and maybe once you, if you come and volunteer, you see that like, Oh, it is an intense party, but it's, actually like fun it's very you know it's it's pretty structured everybody's safe you know we have i see that there's like a medical person on on staff if they you know or, um if they if someone needed something you know so hopefully that answers your question i don't remember what it was yeah yeah it definitely does i because it's such a different realm and what we usually talk about in kink because like i'm really big about scene negotiations and mm-hmm. expectations and all that but this is different because you're not necessarily going in with a partner that you chose that you get to have all those conversations with. So this is a very personal, mm-hmm. like solo adventure almost. You might have friends that are going with you, but like, and so that yeah. you, were, you were talking earlier about aftercare, and I was like pre-care, aftercare. Like these are such important conversations in kink. It um, is. <laughs> and so, like, if if someone's curious about this stuff, I like my personal recommendation is like how comfortable are you just in group sex in general if Mm -hmm. this is a fantasy like i think the volunteering is such a good recommendation or watching some youtube videos or looking up some stuff on pornhub because it's there Um, but getting a feel for what it is you're going with listening to a podcast or listening to a podcast (laughs) um because like safety and physical safety is really important but like checking in with yourself and your mental safety and making sure you're going in for the right reasons Mm -hmm. uh, i always find really important because like you know and that reminds me like when i first went i went as a stallion and afterwards um uh there was somebody that I was in Germany, so I was at some party, some like dance party, and I saw someone there, and I was like, I think that's the guy I played with. And I went over and spoke to him, and my view of it has completely changed, of course, but we were chatting, and I was like, I don't know if I could go as a bottom. Like, because at the time, I was like, I would prefer to, I want to know who this person is. I want to see who the person is. And he's like, you know, I thought the same thing. And like, I then thought about it, and it's like, some days I wake up and I want to bottom, I can go to this party and bottom and get what I want, you know? And 
I was just had to, to think about it. And it's like, you know, that's, that's right. Like it's, you want a bottom and you can, you'll get it. You know, there's, you don't just don't worry about, you know, who's here, who's not here. And, you know, and yeah. How do you see others or would you recommend, cause this is like, you got to own your own aftercare for something. Mm-hmm. Is how- That's true. Yeah. Um, and so the good thing, like with this of whether it's like aftercare or even like during care, I guess you could even say, is like we have a rest area where they can go and take their blindfold off and relax and use the restroom and maybe have something to munch on. I usually have like maybe candy or or a little oranges or something. Um, and there's volunteers in there. There's even other bottoms that you can like chat with and talk about their experiences, you know, your experiences um, and get that kind of during care uh, and like aftercare. Um, I guess it's just, you know, it's more of probably like a physical thing of, you know, you depending on the person or if, if someone had like a lot of stallions, you know, you might be sore. So, you know, maybe take a hot bath or, a long shower or, you know, um, even like getting tested for STIs, you know, as a, a thing for going to these events is like an aftercare, but that's, that's, yeah. So hopefully that. Yeah. That answers it. Yeah. And, you know, talking to friends and hopefully yeah. you live a life where you have people to talk to about this, a therapist, if anybody. And uh, uh, I guess another little thing is um, on, uh, I'll get to it later, um, but there's two telegram groups that um, we have for Horse Market, one for the stallions and one for the mares, where people can go and ask questions. It's like a f- FAQ kind of thing. You can go and ask questions. You can get people's you know feedback on you know maybe how their event was or hey this is my first time i have some questions um so it's a little little form of like care you know you can get info either before or after you know talk about your experiences with other people who have gone and that's open to everyone it's not just people who have gone to the event i love it at the end of the day, there's just so much, it's so well thought out. And I really think that's awesome of you. Thanks. Um, thanks. You do a really, really good job at that. Um, and so you said we get to it later. So yeah, dive into that more. So tell me. Yeah, about- it was just a uh, email website that I would collect everybody's email, uh, click to create a new email, put in all the information for the newsletter, and then it would send out to everybody similar to like, you get an ad for target in your email address kind of thing or in your email box. But the website, no, they figured out or they saw that I was doing, I guess, sex related stuff, porn related stuff. And like, you can't do that here. So they like kicked me off, which was actually like a blessing in disguise because now I post my newsletters on my website, which is great because if I ever have, you know, an error, I have to change or like, you know, oh, I said four o'clock, but it's actually six o'clock or something. And I can just change it there and it's changed for everyone. Um, so, but yeah, on my newsletter page, like at the bottom is where it has the links for the Telegram groups. If anyone's interested in joining those groups to like learn more about the party, ask questions, 
you know, you can join the newsletter. Um, and that was just the going more in depth that I was talking about a minute ago. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing all of that. Um, I want to give you a chance too. So, uh, and just so everyone knows, Matt and I are both going on Atlantis cruise. Matt and I started talking a while back. He, Tell me a little bit. What was it like living in your van? Because when you and I first started chatting, you oh you were that's doing right the van life thing. So I think that's yeah. a pretty awesome part of you. Yeah, I was doing van life. Um, I bought and converted my own van. A friend of mine helped me with it, or we both kind of helped each other on our vans. We'd never used a uh, like a power power tool in our life kind of thing, you know. So we had to learn how to use all the tools and make the vans, you know, ourselves. Um, but I was in there for two years living in San Francisco. Uh, thankfully it's a city that's okay with that, um, kind of thing. Like granted my vehicle was, um, a newer vehicle. It didn't look like a beater or anything like that. So no one, I can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so no one could quite tell that someone was living in it. If you know what to look for, then you knew like, okay, someone's probably living in there, but we were quiet. We were clean. Um, we parked in an area that was, um, pretty okay with, you know, people living in their vans or their vehicles. And this area had a lot of RVs, a couple buses. And I think we were the only like vans really, which was surprising. And like everybody was quiet, clean. And so nobody had a reason to you know, I guess call the cops or whatever. And the city was fine with it. They even at one point, this is before I was in my van told everybody like, Hey, you know, there's a, there's a big golf course place down here at the end of the, the, this road, there's a big tournament coming up. Could you park over here instead? Instead of like, you can't park here. We're putting up signs, you know, they gave them an alternative place to like park, which was great. Um, but yeah, I was in that for two years and, um, it was great. I loved what was, it. What was your favorite feature you added to your van? Ooh, my, um, well, my favorite feature is, uh, I added a glory hole to the inside of my van. Um, and it's funny, like when I mentioned to people like, Oh, I have a glory hole in my van. <laughs> their first thought is like, Oh, so I walk up to the side of your van and I, like stick it in through the side of the van. You know, they think that it's like on the, they're outside, you know, getting it done, which is not the case. And so like how I had my van built is, um, my bed, uh, like converts into seating into a bed. So it's like similar to Lee, sorry, similarly, if you were sitting at a, um, like a booth at a restaurant, so you can s sit on either side and there's a table in the center, but for mine, like the table table would come off and like lower down to create a platform to going across the seats and the cushions, you know, push together to make the mattress. And so um, I just remove the tabletop. So it creates a little walkway from the back door. And I have a, um, a not like a closet, but a, a little cabinet that I built that has like my fridge in there, my battery system some clothing, whatever, but it opens up and it goes right across that uh, door, the little walkway there just perfectly. And across from it is my other little cabinet that has my clothes in it. 
so both of the doors like um like kind of screw together so it's very firm it's a wooden um and i cut a hole in there and kind of put a little thin padding on either side so no matter who's sticking through which side you know you don't have to worry about any splinters or anything (laughs) and yeah and i just was telling people that like you know i can host travel or both you know i can drive over to the person and they can just come hop in and you know and i had a basically a queen size bed so people could hop in and you know if they didn't want to do the glory hole thing which i didn't do too often because it felt like a chore to put up but uh, I have a big bed, you know, for anybody that was to come and it's like, it's like me. A Amazon van or ice cream truck. Yeah. yeah. Getting your dick sucked. Yeah. <laughs> you got, and like, and I tried, you know, like, you like a lot of people <laughs> and like a lot of people, I was like, Oh, I'm going to do a, an only fans with my van and like do some scenes of, you know, like have someone filming me, like drive up and park somewhere and just get like a few of those scenes and put at the beginning of, you know, make it seem like I'm like pulling up and people are hopping in to, to play in the van and I'm just not good with video editing. So I never did anything with it. But. You have to have a song. I feel like just so you could drive through the neighborhood and play that one song. Oh my gosh. I would, that only the I would, daddies know. <laughs> yes. That would be great. You know, like you just like a, similarly to like a, a sitcom or like the opening scene you it plays a little jingle and like somebody pulls up and gets out and goes inside like yeah i'll have that you know my car pulls up or my van and the little jingle plays and you know i wouldn't want to play it as i'm driving down the street and it'll seem like you know i'm trying to lure people into my van or something with the music <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh so yeah, yeah, that's probably the best, the, my favorite thing I put in there, you know. <laughs> Any hot stories? Um, I yeah, yes. I mean, I'm I am not opposed to the cruising of a park in the evening time if it's you know something that is known at the park. Um, <laughs> and uh, in San Francisco, we have one. Um, yeah, yes, yeah, one of us apart. Um, but like I've parked over there and like you know had some fun at the park itself, but like sitting in my van and someone is maybe like I think they were walking by, uh, unless they were like going to their car or something. And I was like, well, I have my they're kind of eyeing each other, and it's like, well, I have my van right here, and they just hopped in, it was super fun very sexy, you know, that. And then I've even just met people um, who, to me, I felt like I'm way out of the league. Like they're super sexy, but they were just very much into like glory hole play. They don't have one. I do. And so it's like, yeah, bring your, bring your van over here and uh, let's get that glory hole to use. I'm like, I'm on my way right now. Like, just give me your address, you know, like, so there's been a, a couple of that been like really fun. And there's been some that, you know, we're using the glory hole and it's like, Oh, this door and like get real intimate up close, you know? <laughs> I love it. And I have to acknowledge Matt Taylor. He's like one of my favorite comedians. has this joke. I actually did a voiceover at once on my TikTok of like, 
all the things that society warns women not to do because you're going to get in trouble and it's dangerous. Gay men do these things to, to like, find each other. <laughs> right? Like, I don't remember, be alone I don't... in a park, make eye yes. contact. <laughs> yes, there was, like, a, a clip. A clip of, like, I forget the the comedian's name. Um, this black female com- comedian. And she's, like, doing her stand-up. And she's talking about like dating apps and like how it's hard to like find people to whatever the specific was. And someone in the crowd is like, uh, us gay men have our own app. And like, she like asks about it. It's like, yes, we just open it up and we can find someone to have sex with like right now. And she's like, I want that. Why don't we have (laughs) something like that? You know, like she's like, I'm a sexual person. I would love to like, just, turn it on and like find someone. And she's like, the gays, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. So it was great. It was great. Um, and I'm going to put the caveat out there. Everyone, please be safe. Use common yes. sense. Yes, like, yes, yes. Use common sense. I, there's obviously some betting happening in fantasy here, but like, Oh yes, definitely. Really definitely. Get situation. Like don't break the law. And no. don't get in vans with people. If it feels sketch, it is sketch. <laughs> if it feels right, it is right. Like, oh yeah, but yes. you are responsible for your own safety. So I do want to throw that out there. Um, but I'm gonna give you a chance. So, what questions? What questions do you have for me? Your screen went dark. Uh, there we go. Sorry. You're good. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about that. Um, about questions and I was watching a video earlier and it's called 50 people, one question. And whoever made this video, cause I think there's a few different cities that they go to. It's like 14 years old now, but it had like a pretty, um, uh, like thought inducing question. And I was like, Oh, I'll just ask you. So the question was, um, it says, what would you wish to happen by the end of tomorrow? Granted, <laughs> in their video, it was like, it was daytime. It's like, what would you ha- wish to happen by the end of today? It's nighttime now. So by the end of tomorrow, if you could have anything happen, what would you wish to happen? Mm. Anything. I mean, I yeah. want to be like, world peace. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. You know, there was plenty of those answers. <laughs> I don't be selfish. I I would just love money for one, mm-hmm. uh, but for my our trip that's coming up, I I'm honestly super excited for it, and I wish I could get my anxiety under control. Um, mm-hmm. It's good anxiety, but good anxiety is still anxiety, and it's just I. I've been talking to so many people and there's so many people on these chats as we get ready for the cruise. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, I'm not going to remember half of you. Like there's only oh, like, yes. there's like up to 2000 people across all these chats. There's 5,000 people on the boat and everyone's trying to make plans ahead of time. And so I'm just like, I really hope no one gets their feelings hurt if I don't remember, because this is just a lot for my yeah. brain to like hang on. Yeah, you can't, you can't really, I've learned about that. Like, Oh, I'm, if I'm traveling somewhere or someone's traveling here, I've just learned over the years that I can't get upset if someone's like traveling, say to my city 
and like, oh yeah, that's me. Like, you know, things change. You don't know what's necessarily going to happen when, when you get there. And like, you know, you, you may want to meet up with someone and like, oh, but you know, my plans kind of shifted and I'm staying with friends. And so I just don't, I, I'll say yes, you know, like, let's plan something, but if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. You know, if it does, it does. It was meant to be, I guess. Yeah. It's that. And then there's other combination and getting out of my own way. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, you mentioned earlier, like, oh, this person's out of my league. I've been feeling that a lot lately. So like, I just hit a weight loss goal of my own. Uh, Yeah. I, I stepped on the scale and I was 199 pounds. It's already back up to 208, but that's because I quit keto. And for those of you who don't know, when you stop doing keto, you will gain like 10 pounds of water back like in the next couple of days. It's just mm-hmm. how keto works. Um, but it was a pretty awesome thing for me because like I have lost about 90 pounds over the last two and a half years. And I still don't feel it or see it, but I obviously am getting a lot of attention and talking to people and people are interested. And it's more than just body. Like, you know, I do have some demisexual qualities to me and there's like, I get in these deep conversations with people and I have to remember sometimes that like, I need to not be shallow, like with myself that sometimes people do like you. <laughs> it's more than just like the picture. <laughs> yeah. And so I am really excited to connect with people. Have um, you been on the cruise before? No, this is my yeah. first time. Me neither. I've actually not ever, like I've been to a couple so I've been to a bathhouse twice. I've been in Portland. We have this thing called Stumptown Strokes, which is an amazing event. Uh, highly recommend it, if, especially if you're into being bound because it's like a mental bound. So it's, it's the perfect party for sides. Um, there's like 30 to 40 men in there and it's no lips below the hips and no penetration. Um, but there's edging and there's close to penetration. Um, but everybody follows the rules and there's hand jobs and, making out and I get so aroused from it. I love making out. It's unreal because like the the urge to like want to get fucked or fuck is there or suck a dick, but almost because you can't and you're like forced to like bond with these bodies and these other people in like a totally different way. And it's actually really hot. So I've done that and I've been to two small like play party orgies, um, but I've not really like been on anything on this scale or by the sounds of what goes on in this boat. So I'm a little nervous and excited. Um, but yeah, I've never, I've never been on the cruise before either. So uh, two days, two days yeah. talking a lot about the show and I am so ready. I've, I've also been struggling with this like psoriasis autoimmune issue that popped up over the last month, but it's finally starting to heal. And so, but at the end of the day, like it's, it's not like an STI or anything. It's like a, no autoimmune issue like those kinds of things you can't and i think it's like like fairly common enough that like you know people know like oh you know i i have a friend who has it you know or gone through it or maybe they've even gone through it themselves so yeah yep so i'm starting to feel better about that and just get myself mentally psyched up so yeah just like peace and calm and planning and I, i just i really want everything to go right i would love to give the answer like i want world peace or cure for aids but like <laughs> this ain't miss congeniality the perfect date is what february 25th because it's not too hot not too cold <laughs> <laughs> i know i need to watch that again it's so good it's so oh. good 
I want someone to make, you know, that's what we need to do. I want to make a miscongeniality, but like with like an IML BB kind of competition. Oh my gosh. On that note, did you hear about that? You know, we'll get into a little tea spilling. Have you been following what happened with IMLBB? I think a little bit. Like I, th- I think it's there was something about one of the higher ups at IML. I don't, I don't know if he's just a high, high up donor of the event, or if he like works the event. He was, um, left, he was left in charge of it, and oh, okay, he's also one of the biggest sponsors. <laughs> and so yeah the entire blue black division quit um mm. just because of transphobia and comedy yeah. not feeling and so i remember funny. um where i mean i know of him i think we just know of each other but um there was a previous trans winner um and at the time he had posted on his facebook um about like how he felt at that time. He's like, Oh, that, you know, it, which is, um, mirroring what people are saying now they're, they're saying this stuff. And like, he said it back then. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not like, Oh, they're just saying it, you know, it's like, no, it's been a thing. Yep. You so know, it's, and then did you see his letter that he wrote? everything on the website i didn't see his letter but like i wanted to take a moment on my own show and just like show some support to the blueprints and those employees that quit like i'm all about leather titles and i think that you know ours fell apart my first one before i even knew about what really even got me into all of this is i signed up for the oregon leather competition last summer and it also fell apart and amongst the drama and you know, and this seems to be a common thing across a lot of these competitions across the country. And I, I think these competitions are really amazing. And there so many people find themselves in it. I found myself in just preparing for it. But at the end of the day, like, there's no room for transphobia. Like, it just, no. it, it can't exist. It needs to move on. Like, and I think that there's like, you know, an older, and it's not even about age. There's just a generation and, and a way of thinking about stuff like that, of what a man is and all of this and our safe space. Like, you know, trans people are valid and a man is allowed to be in a men's competition and whatever his genitals are, are his business. And you just need to yes. it for what he says it is. And it's none of your business. <laughs> Anything else besides what they decided to identify as. Um, yes. And uh, a quick note on that. Um uh, one of my previous Portland events, I had posted on like one of the apps, like I sent out a message that like, hey, you know, this event's coming up. And in the message, it said that trans men are welcome. And I had one person write back and he's like, I want a refund. I don't want a vagina in my face, something like that. And it's like, you're going as a stallion you can choose who you want to play with. You don't have to play with this person. You don't have to look at this person. Like, if this is a problem for you, I would gladly take your money. I would not want you at the event anyways. So it's like, almost like the trash has taken itself out. It's like, thankfully, thankfully you're not at this event and you're not going to attend any events because if you have that attitude, then no thank you. I love it. We talked about this on my show. It's come up a couple times. Steam here has like 
biological men are allowed in the bathhouse, but not trans men. And like, makes oh. no sense to me whatsoever. Um, and especially when they're having like a, it's a men's club. Um, but yeah, I, wow. I really wanted to show support for that because what they're doing is really big and I hope it changes all competitions across, yeah. across the, the country and world. Cause we need to get with it. And then on the other note, the other half of it is the boot blacks are just treated like second citizens and not with respect. And yeah, I thought it was such a slap in the face and it was a similar slap in the face that we had here uh, where they were like, well, we're going to open up this special part of our lobby and you still feel free to come and boot black if you'd like, even though the boot black competition isn't happening. I'm like, oh, so you're going to, you're going to have them come work for you, even though they can't compete. And that's just such a slap in the face. It was the same thing they did here. Wow. And they were like, I didn't know can... all of that. I just, yeah. 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 And there's some victim blaming and it was just not good. So I, I really want to show my support for that. They did that here too, after they canceled the competition and they're like, we're going to have a community event and you can still come do your, your entertainment part of your competition if you'd like to perform, which I understand the thought behind that, but it was also like, I'm not going to come perform at your event when I'm not competing. Like that just feels like a slap yeah. in the face. Like, yeah. And so, yeah, just wanted to throw that out there and show some support. Um, you don't just have to. You just have to start your own event, your own title. Yeah, but I want to win a title before I start my title. <laughs> I can't. Yes. A conflict of interest of competing. True. That's true. Definitely. But someday, it's definitely on my mind, and I am going to start my own little kennel club here in Portland eventually. Nice. And I want to focus on music, as crazy as that sounds. Sex and music, those are my two things. Like, I want play parties and I want shows. And maybe them in the same thing, but it's a little harder to do here than San Francisco. Uh, uh, one uh, quick thing of, like, with sex parties, if anybody, like, out there who's listening is doing sex parties, have some daytime parties. I I do, with my event, have some daytime parties. And I prefer them just because, you know an evening party like if you throw an evening party or you may have evening plans you want to go to so if you have a day party maybe it starts noon two maybe four you know that still gives you time to go out after you can go get a drink and go get some food with some friends but do more day parties day parties are overlooked i'm going to my first day party here in three days i'm really excited about it it's my first like real big sex party and it's a day party and it's in florida and it's by a pool (laughs) I think I was just a, like I think I just saw something about that. Well, you should go because <laughs> I will be there. <laughs> Maybe I just might. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I really appreciate you talking about this because I think there's a lot of interest in play events, and we just haven't talked about that yet on the yeah. show. And so, um, thank you. Anytime. If anybody has any other questions, you could just email me horsemarketsf at gmail.com or just my website has uh like an faq page there's a page for like stories that people have written and sent in about their like experiences um so if you wanted to check that stuff out the newsletter all that stuff but it'll have all that information there if you want to ask me anything or you can um ask the lovely host here and he can put you in contact with me if needed so all right Well, thank you so much for being on the show and have a great couple of nights and I will see you in a few days. Woo! Awesome. Get some sun. (laughs) Looking forward to it. Thanks. Bye.